0: Well, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2. And we're working through a series called Hearing the Voice of God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you find that and then I'm gonna hit pause just for a moment because there's an announcement I need to get out of the way just so I'm not thinking about it, uh, later on. Uh, most of you have walked with us through these past 13 months and there's been, uh, like no other, it's been, it's been uh, challenging, it's been, trying to us, uh, we know that God is uh, um, digging up uh, fallow ground probably in our hearts and lives a little bit and, and these kind of things. Um, the, I appreciate our elders very much. I appreciate their care for us. I appreciate your care for us. Uh, but one of the things the elders have, have suggested is uh, some time off, just to get the wind back in the sails. Like I say, our church is the healthiest it's been in all areas in 25 years uh relationally um uh financially uh, ministry wise it's just incredible time but i appreciate our elders just stepping in uh you know you you, just to uh allow us to to see and to process and to catch up with our souls a little bit and and what makes it hard for me to even make an announcement like this is is that some of i know what some of you are walking through and in and I wouldn't wish our past 13 months on anybody, but some of you are walking through some very trying times, and you're probably thinking, well, I wish I could take some time off to get the wind back in my sails. I wish you could, too. Uh, I just appreciate uh, our elders, and then I know that, that if God is is uh, God, – I'll just stop. You want to finish strong, and so I know there's some things uh, personally I need to work on and we need to work on and, and – um, no sin areas we're okay in that area but we just need to get the wind back in ourselves in some areas so i share that with you because i know you'll pray and and so uh turn with me to proverbs chapter 2 verse 1 and let me catch you up if you're a guest we're we're talking about hearing the voice of god that we started out in john chapter 10 about the sheep hear my voice and and jesus uh, uh we're very clear about that that there is a speaking and we talked about why would the God of the universe who created everything even want to speak to us? And, and the answer was, we look at the sheep and the shepherds, is that the reason the shepherd would call the sheep is that, number one, he would want to protect them. Number two, he want to nourish and provide for them. And then thirdly, he wanted them to be where he is. And that's why the Lord speaks to us, is he wants us he wants to protect us. He wants to encourage and nourish us. And he wants us to be where he is. And and then we talked about hindrances. What are some of the hindrances to that? And so we talked about that a little bit, what hinders us from hearing from God. And then two weeks ago, you got a gift if you were here, a gift of a journal. And hopefully some of you are using that and you're starting to use uh, that to get into the word a little bit. And uh, we talked about how that God speaks through his word directly to us. And, and we, we worked through that a little bit last year last week was d now and today we're going to talk a little bit more about this thing about god speaking to us and 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 how he might get a little bit deeper of how he might instruct us uh, as we go through that so but proverbs chapter 2 verse 1 uh, 1 through 11 and uh let's let's it'll be on the screen but i always encourage you mark in your bibles or write in the margins whatever's going to help you and uh, you can journal some of this along remember proverbs is a proverbs chapter 2 is a father speaking wisdom upon his son and uh any dad in this room we need to be speaking wisdom upon our children and that's what's happening here he says this he says my son if you accept my words and store up my commands within you turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Let me, let me just stop right there. It says turning your ear. That means giving your full attention to wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is actually God's way of living and thinking. So we, if you're tuning your ear to this, and he says applying your heart to understanding, to discern what understanding is. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Fear of the Lord isn't something that we talk about a whole lot. We we don't seem to understand it. We don't seem to grasp it. We joke about spiders and public speaking. We kind of consider that stuff fear. But the fear of God, we just don't... Go there very much. But it's that awe, it's that reverence. But it's also this. Knowing that God is bigger than anything I can go through. He is bigger than that. And and we walk in that reverential awe of knowing that God is bigger than anything I may be facing. And so he says there, he says, Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of of God. Verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. That's what we're talking about. From his mouth, from his expression. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of the faithful ones. Isn't that good? He guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. There's a protection when he speaks He speaks from his mouth to protect you. God is for you. Okay? He wants to protect you. And then look at the next part in verse 9. He says, Then you will understand what is right and just and fair. Every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. The very two things, two of the things we've been talking about is that god when he speaks from his mouth he is going to speak in such a way that you walk in wisdom and you find protection and direction okay this is huge for us because i think so often and jesus even said it to people, you wander around like sheep without a shepherd and this is the way we are so so often we're wondering where is where's the destination? What is my purpose? Where am I going? And we have a God who is speaking to us in such a way so that we understand he is protecting us and directing us uh, as he does this. You know, uh, I want to say a couple of things about just hearing the voice of God. We need to, These are kind of beware a little bit. Be careful how how you listen to God's voice. When somebody comes up to me and says, God told me to tell you. That usually doesn't settle in my spirit very well. Uh, one is, I know the cocky answer is to say, well, if God wants to speak, he'll speak to me. He can speak to other people. But I think it's your approach in in that. But that, that concerns me sometimes. But here's some other thoughts. Um, because we, we want God to be like, remember those eight balls that you used to shake up and turn over and it would give you uh, a... a, a a wish or, or a thought, you ask it a question. That's how we want God to be. God, should I do this? Oh, I shake the, the crystal ball. There it is. I'm looking for it that way. We've got to be careful with that because uh, one thing I've discovered, you can make the Bible say what you want it to say. You really can. I, I'm reminded of the guy who, uh, you know, I've told you, get a plan. Get a plan. get some, Get a journal. And get people around you that you can share this with but the man he took his Bible and did the pick-and-peck system you ever did that pick-and-peck system obviously this is God's Word for me and he did that and he pointed down and it said and Judas went out and hanged himself he said no no that's not it so he shuts it again and he he does the number and he puts his finger down there and this time it says and thou go and do likewise and he said no 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 that can't be God's will And then thirdly, he did it one more time, and it says, and what I say, do quickly. So you you got to be careful about doing the pick and peck system. And so, but I'm telling you that you can make, you can, you can, if you do not get the full counsel of God, you can make the Bible say what you want it to say. There have been people that have argued for things that I'm thinking, really, that's the full counsel of God. And they pulled out a verse uh, in that area. So you've got to be careful in that area. But here's one more warning. We live in a day where you can go and get, quote, Christian counsel until you finally get somebody to say what you want them to say. Does that mean that God wasn't speaking through the other counsel? You've got to be careful uh, in what you're doing to make sure you're hearing the truth and the full counsel of what God is saying, and, and another thing is you've got to be careful for letting signs and fleeces be your go-to. You know, if I come outside today and the sun's shining, then God is going to do something for me. Now, come on. You know, uh, or, or, you know, if I throw out this fleece, then if it's wet, you know the story of Gideon and the fleece. It, it, you know, if God does this and then he wants me to do it, if he doesn't want this... You know, and we say this all the time, you know, if he closes the door, if he opens the door, maybe he doesn't want you at that door. You know, you got to be careful about that. you got to be careful for letting signs and fleeces be your uh, direct uh, and hearing from God. And, and that's something you, that I just make you aware of. And, and uh, you know, most of us know the story of the, of the man who got caught in the flood. And as he got caught in the flood... He uh, works his way up onto the roof, and he's sitting on the roof, and he's praying to God, God, I know you can save me. I just ask you to come and save me. About that time, a guy comes rolling up in a, in a, in a, a boat rowboat, and uh, he says, come on in with me. You know, it, it's fine. And the guy said, no, no, I'm praying that God's going to save me. So the guy went off, and here comes the guy in a motorboat. He says, come on, come on, get in with me. He said, no, I'm praying I believe that God is going to save me. And then the water keeps rising, and he's at the pinnacle now. And here comes a helicopter and drops a rope to him. And he says, no, 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 you go ahead and go. He said, I know God will save me. Well, he drowned. He goes to the presence of the Lord, and he says, God, why didn't you save me? And God said, what are you talking about? I sent you a rowboat, I sent you a motorboat, and I sent you a helicopter. You know, sometimes we're we're, uh, asking God of something that he's already provided and spoken about. And so we've got to be careful in these areas of our approach. And so what I want to do today is I, we look at how this father instructed his son. He pointed him to wisdom, and wisdom came from God himself speaking forth. And God wants to give us this wisdom. But I want to do it this way. There's two uh, particular areas in where God speaks. Most of us want to know, who am I going to marry uh, what kind of career am I going to have, and this kind of stuff. And we'll we'll get to some of that stuff. But the number one way that God speaks is what I call general orders. General orders. Uh, here's a definition of general orders uh, on the screen, I think. There we go. General orders, a published directive originated by a commander and binding upon all personnel under his or her command. Some of you that have been in the military know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a directive that comes down from the commander, but it's for everybody. Okay. Especially if you're on guard duty, this is what you have to do. These are general orders that are for everybody to do. There's nothing set set you apart. This is for everybody. And for us as Christ followers, if we call Jesus Lord, it means that we have made him the commander of our life. He's the commander in chief of our life, and so he has specific general orders For all of his children, okay? And and the scriptures are full of these, but they come in two particular categories. One is what I call warnings, and the other is reminders. Warnings are what, um, uh, using the old King James Version, it's thou shalt not, okay? Okay. Thou shalt nots, and and the Scriptures have them in there. But they're warnings. They're not there to take away your fun. My goodness, He created you for joy in His presence. So, but these warnings are there. These thou shalt nots are there to protect you. And the Scriptures are there. But, you know, still, we we struggle with that. And so I, I just thought about that a little bit, about these thou shalt nots. That come and so we ask these questions like this. Hey, should I go get wasted tonight? Well, good night. That's a no-brainer. No, I mean God has set protection. He doesn't want you uh, inebriated. He doesn't want you uh, o- uh, possessed by something other than Him. So you know, it's it's an obvious. It's a, it's a general order. There is for everybody. How about this one? Should I cheat on my income tax uh, tax? or that test that's coming up in history class. Should I cheat? Well, good night. I mean, that, no brainer. I mean, we know how God has spoken about that. Should I steal from my workplace or my neighbor? He doesn't use it anyway. No. I mean, I mean, I don't have to have a sign in the sky that says do not steal. I mean, God has spoken in that area. Um should I hoard my finances or give to the needy? Well, the Lord has spoken about that. He He is He's given general orders for all of us in that area. Should I live or sleep with my girlfriend before marriage? No, I mean it's God has spoken to the general orders in that area. Uh, should I marry an unbeliever? Don't be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. I mean, scriptures, God has spoken in that area, but we try to argue with Him. God, but yeah. Okay, I mean, he has spoken. Uh, should I hold a grudge on someone because they hurt me? Well, the, Lord, the Scriptures have spoken towards forgiveness. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying he has spoken. Should I endorse the killing of the unborn? It seems like a no-brainer. He's given general orders in that area. Should I stay away from regular gatherings with other believers? No. Do not, do not uh, forsake the assembling. He, he has spoken about these things. But isn't it amazing that no matter how much of a no-brainer it seems to be, oh, how we struggle? We, we want Him to change what, what He is trying to protect us with? And, and we have the choice. We can go against it and then we can argue, oh, he didn't really mean that. That's not what he was really saying. That was, no, let's just be honest. We're we rebellious. He has spoken general orders to us, to all. and And they're there. And they're not to squash us. They're not to take away your joy or your freedom. They're there to give you freedom and they're to protect you. So he gives these general orders. So those are the warnings. But number two, he gives them as reminders. He gives reminders. Um, There are, in the Scriptures, at least 59 verses that are what we call the one another verses. At least 59 one another verses in the Scriptures. Love one another. Be kind to one another. Admonish one another. Give hospitality to one another. Um, There also be at peace with one another. Um, carry burdens of one another, serve one another, greet one another, forgive one another, build up one another, and then love one another is repeated over and over and over again. These are those reminders that are there that this is the way we're supposed to be living towards one another. And then we, we have other scriptures, other implications in the scriptures that we are to love God and we love our neighbor, that we are to care for the hurting, that we are to care for the widows and orphans, Regularly gather with others, pray, study the scriptures. These are just general standing orders, reminders that He gives us in the scripture. And so we, we wonder, God, should I, should I do this? Should I do that? Man, it's amazing how many things He has just given in general orders that we just don't want to hear. We just don't want to hear it. Or we forget, we need to be reminded. And, but these general orders are for all. Just like the definition, these are for everyone. These aren't these aren't for some and not for others. This is general orders for everybody, and that's how he speaks. He has spoken in that area, but that then there are special orders. There are general orders, and then there's special orders. Here's the definition for special orders: special order, a routine order issued by an authorized military headquarters. That includes matters concerning individuals, but is not of general interest. Notice it says this is handed down, but it's handed down for special orders for a select few or a select person and not for the general as a whole. Now, these would be the ones we get into, like, who am I to marry? Uh, what career am I to have? Um, should I go to that school? Should I not go to that school? Should I go to school at all? Should I not work? Uh, uh, should we move to this area? Should we not move to this area? Sh- what church should we attend? Um, you know, these kind of things. And then uh, do I have a calling from God on my life? Do I have a special calling? Is there a ministry that I'm supposed to be involved in? These are those special orders. This is where we want to spend the bulk of our time and... Uh, in just looking at what these special orders is. And I understand this, and we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more even next week as to how do I go about navigating that part of, of uh, hearing from God in special ways. But what I, what I felt like was imperative for us, that if we were going to look at these general orders and special orders, I think there are some rules of thumb that, that help us out that are Scripture-based that I want you to see just a moment. There's five of them. They'll be on the screen. I I encourage you to jot them down in your journals. Jot them down somewhere so that you can come back and visit these, okay? So rule rule of thumb number one was this. God will not lead contrary to his word. Okay? God will not lead contrary to this. So you need to hang on to that. Uh, So if you're praying through something and you're wondering oh man that seems kind of off kilter uh no god god's not going to go contrary to the word of god if somebody's trying to add to or tell you to do something that that is against god's word then it's wrong in fact he has given us his holy spirit to remind us it says in john 14:26 but the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit will bring it to mind. Now, here's the struggle. It's not a matter of the Holy Spirit bringing it to mind. It's how much do you have in you. OK, the thing we want to say is all the time is, are you getting into the word? But the truth is, is the word getting into you? The way I look at it is is that you have this reservoir inside of you. It's almost like the oil that comes from the reading God's Word. And I know some of you are saying, Mark, I've read Leviticus and Numbers. I get choked. I gag on some of that. I just don't understand. Well, I don't either. And uh, I get paid to know, and I don't even know on some of that stuff. But you, as you're reading God's Word, it's like you put it in this reservoir inside of you. And now the Holy Spirit has something to draw to your mind. And all of a sudden, he brings it to your remembrance. And all of a sudden, okay, that's where that script... Oh, okay, I see that there. But but you've got to understand, God is not going to go against his, his written word. It's not going to happen. Here's the rule of thumb number two. God will not compromise his general orders for his special orders. Let me read that again. God will not compromise his general orders... For his special orders. Let me tell you, a, a destroyer is compromise. It's when you say, I, I, I know what God says, but I'm going to compromise. I think that he would want me to do it here because you, you're special or something like this. It's like um, somebody says, I know we're Christians, but we really love each other and we're going to get married. So we ought to just express it now. God is not going to compromise his general orders for a special order. Um, Or, he will change. Once we get married, I know he will change. He will not compromise general orders for special orders. Or to hasten, because we think we need to hasten and go go ahead. Or how about this one? I really deserve to be happy, so God would not ask that of me. Or God would allow me to get out of that because I'm not happy. Man, he... In him is fullness of joy. One other one, and this is a hard one. Boy, that person really deserves to suffer for what they've done. We just wish suffering upon them. And now that's hard. Some of you being hurt in such ways. Mark, if you only knew, and I understand that, I understand that. But I also understand that God wants you to be free of carrying that poison around with you. So, you know, we try to say, okay, I know the general rule is that I should forgive and put them on your hook, God. But I really believe I deserve this. And I understand that pain. Oh, my gosh, I understand that pain. But we have to come, God, I'm going to put them on your hook because I'm tired of carrying this poison around with me. And uh, But he will not compromise his general orders for special orders and and i know you know you one of the one of the hardest ones on this is waiting for marriage students you wait you wait for god's best don't 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 settle for anything other than god's best because what happens is is we think oh surely i'm supposed to get married i will just you know it's it's you remember the story in the old testament where saul went ahead with a sacrifice before samuel got there that's the way we get so often, as we get antsy and we think I'm going to push this. And he will not compromise his general uh, orders for special orders. And number three, thumb rule is, uh, rule of thumb is this: living your life by general orders brings clarity to special orders. Living your life by those warnings and reminders will put you in position and prepare you for special orders. See. We hate waiting, don't we? Am I the only one that hates waiting in here? Uh, I want it now, and and God, I want you to answer right this minute. And even though he's preparing things all over the globe to come into line for for this situation, I want it now on my terms. And uh, And we've got to understand that if we can just understand that living under the general orders, God... I am I'm war- living under these warnings. I'm living under these reminders. I'm doing the one another's. I'm, I'm trying to live under your protection because you have spoke that to me. And I know I'm supposed to walk this out. That That is for putting me in place so that I can hear him when the special orders come. I believe that when David, who was a man after God's own heart, I believe God was grooming him out there watching those sheep. And he was just doing the general orders of, of loving God out there. And what happened is, is God had a special order for him to be king. I think you see it in other people's lives. It's just been faithful in small things and faithful in small things that God has given them big things. And we just see this uh, lived out every day. And so if you're asking some hard questions of God right now. Should I? What should I do for this job? Who should I marry? Should we move? Should we go to this church? Should we do these things? I'm telling you right now, the best thing you can do is keep doing the general orders that you know He has spoken of you, and it puts you in position to hear the special orders that He has for you. God, are you calling me to a special ministry? I, I tell you what, being called into a special ministry doesn't mean you have a platform, doesn't mean you have these things. It may begin with washing, scrubbing sinks or, or whatever, but, but are you willing to say, God, I'll do whatever for your sake? So, uh, number three was living by general orders prepares you and brings clarity for special orders. Number four, there's only five. Number four, living your life by general orders may not be glamorous, but it will be fruitful and pleasing. I want I want this to sink into you. Living your life by general orders, those things that those reminders and warnings. Living your life by general orders may not be glamorous. But it will be fruitful and pleasing, pleasing to God. You know, we want to do great things for God, right? We want to be recognized for it. We want to get pats on the back for it. We want, we want people to know how good we are and how, how much we've sacrificed for them and this kind of stuff. And so, and, and these special orders are out there. But, but what the Lord wants you to understand is that it may not be full of glamour. It may not be full of glamour. The only, and we talked about this last Wednesday at men's gathering in the morning, the only thank you you may ever get may never come from what you've done. It will just simply come from the fact that you were obedient. You just did it to please the Lord. That may be all there is. It may not be glamorous. and, And let's be honest. The special orders seem to be glamorous. whom' I marry? what kind of work what kind of ministry these kind of things, but the day in day out faithfulness and that's what God is looking for is your faithfulness that is where he's he wants you to live your life out. It may not be glamorous, but that's what he's calling you to do i uh had a situation not too long back where uh i had I had contributed to some things and and uh And they were getting up, kind of giving kudos and and, uh, people and this kind of stuff. And they didn't mention my name. Gosh, I am so selfish. Do you ever get there? you ever get there? I'm thinking, good night. I've contributed here. Why was my name not mentioned? And, and, you know, get that selfish kind of attitude. It's sick. It's sickening. It's sinful. It's it's just the way we are sometimes. But that's kind of what I was walking through. And then the next day. I'm reading the Word of God in, in the morning, and, and it says, uh, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, learn to be the servant of all. You know, it's one of those things about, okay, if you're just willing to do the general, the general orders, and that's what you're called to do, and that's what you're called to do, you may never get recognized for it. Number five, the last one is this. You can't measure special orders. By worldly metrics. You can't measure special orders by worldly metrics. How do you, what are worldly metrics? Numbers and money, right? So you're thinking, God has called me to this career. It means I'm going to be a millionaire. Because God has called me to do it. No. God may need you to work a menial labor job because he needs a missionary there. And that's what he's called you to do. It's special orders. God may have you in a neighborhood that you might not live in otherwise because this is a little bit lower income neighborhood, but He's put you there because He needs a missionary there. Maybe He has called you, uh, not to marry. Uh, I mean, some of us, some of us have outpunted our coverage on our, on our marriages. I know that. But maybe, maybe He's called you to singleness. I mean, we just want to walk in what he has for us and not measure it by worldly standards. Just because you're following the Lord doesn't mean that you will not have trials in your life and struggles. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that you won't have health issues. Come on, people. It may mean you have the last 13 months we've had. It may mean that you go through other things that you can't explain. It may mean that you have children who rebel. I don't know. We can't measure God's special callings on our lives by the metrics of the world. We're just called to be obedient. And knowing that the shepherd has called us out for us to be with him. And that's what he's called. I wish I could tell you. I wish I could get up here and paint a rosy picture that just following Jesus means everything is going to be fine. No, it's not. But it is the faithful place to be. Those people that say this one—have you ever heard this? The safest place to be is in the middle of God's will. Tell that to the martyrs. Now, what's safe? That's a—that's a different term. But we can't measure special orders by worldly metrics. I know some of you are meeting with others as you talk about things. Here's two questions that you can talk about when it comes to this. Number one question is this is what general orders do you continue to struggle with? I mean, those those general orders of either the love one another's or, you know, God has spoken in this area and you just struggle with it. What are what are what are some things as you talk to people? You know, what are some general orders that, you know, God has laid out for all of his children, but I still struggle with these. You know, maybe it's unforgiveness issues that you're having or maybe it's it's just a struggle with with being kind, being hospitable, opening up your home, serving one another. I don't know, but just when you talk, just talk about that. What 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 is a, a general order that I still struggle with? And then number two is talk about this. What what are some special orders that God has either called me out with or is directing me towards? Um, Maybe you can remember when God said this is the person you're supposed to marry. Give strength to somebody else by sharing that story or a calling on your life or a career choice or or whatever. Just talk about those special orders. Get strength from one another when you hear what God has done. Let me end with this. I was uh, I've been I was thinking about this and the Lord took me back to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And I was thinking about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And, you know. Uh, perfect environment, perfect father. This was the, the first creation, and uh, we know the story: how that uh, the, the serpent deceived Eve. She took the fruit and ate, gave it to Adam, and he ate. And it says their eyes were opened, and uh, death entered. Okay, separation from God uh, entered. And the scriptures tell us that every day, I'm just I'm trying to envision this in my mind's eye. That every day God would walk with Adam and Eve in the cool of the garden. I mean, what that looked like, I don't, I don't know completely. But His presence would walk with them each day in the cool of the garden. I, they'd probably talk about the day. What'd you name the animals? I mean, what, what'd you do today? I mean, I don't know. That they just the cool of the day they would walk together. But after they sinned, um, they hid themselves, and God comes to the garden. And, uh, in the, in the same fashion that he had done. And this is where he says, he says, where are you? Now, I'm thinking, God, you're omniscient and you've lost your first two created humans. I'm thinking, God, what are you talking about here? Where are they? Don't you know? Can't you see that they're, they're there? What is going on? Until I studied what that really means. And what God is really asking is is this, why are you not where you're supposed to be? What happened that you're no longer where you're supposed to be? You see the difference? It's not, I've lost you. It's, you're supposed to be here. You see, God wants us near His heart. And when we say no to those general orders, I can do it my own way. I want to do it my own way. Or he has given us special orders and we have bowed our neck on those or we've walked our own way. Do you see how that puts a division up between you and the father? And he comes and says, where are you? Where where are you really? Why aren't you where you're supposed to be? I want to pray for you. So just bow your heads with me just a moment.